Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Robots in Disguise podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Conpeco, 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 the third host of Stasis Pod here. I'm David the Dome. Because I ate it. <laughs> and yes, welcome to the second part of our two-part pilot. Pilot. Still uh, not not an improvement in the title department, sorry. Not yet. Much like the last episode, this was written by Adam Beechin and Dwayne Capizzi and uh, aired March 14th, same day as the previous episode. So this was a two-part mm. pilot event. Oh boy, probably at like six in the morning, and then never shown again. uh, It aired a month earlier in Australia, and at various other times, probably aired in Canada a week before. I think it might have been because the the international airing. I mean, the dates will be different, but it seems like way wackier for the show. In uh, in Japanese, at least, it was the birth of Team Bumblebee. Ooh, oh, that's. That's better, definitely better title. I mean, yeah. not great, but better. The first episode was called "Beginning of a New Adventure." Ooh, Aww, see, that's, that's a, a good, good title. One. And I think specifically the show was called Transformers Adventure in Japan. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's that's better than calling it Robots in Disguise. It is. I'd I'd take Transformers Adventure, Transformers Adventures. Yeah. Huh? We could call it something different. No, just saying. I mean, at least they are in disguise on the show. That's, That's something. That's true. That's like a major. Even though it's not always convincing, it's at least no. something that they they acknowledge and like make a big deal of. L- listen, a tarp is a disguise, right? Yeah. Okay then. Well, I guess. Hey, if anybody's seen Transformers uh, Siege, uh, they know that tarp is indeed a disguise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Stupid Magnus. Stupid. I just love his big <laughs> antenna stacks just sticking up out of the top, the hood of it, making the whole thing look ridiculous. I mean, the whole thing just looks ridiculous by itself. It, look, it makes it look more ridiculous. So bad. So bad. So previously on Transformers, Robots in Disguise, a bunch of uh, uh, Cybertron's most wanted Decepticons are now loose on Earth, and <gasps> one of them... Uh, the rogue Chompazoid underbite is about to devour the junkyard that also contains uh, Earth Boy Russell Clay's uh, somewhat clueless dad. Yes. <laughs> and now they all get to learn and, what uh, a dad so is. Yeah, yeah see, he, Russell is very concerned because his dad's in there and they're all, oh, yeah. Uh, and Fix It is all, oh, that's terrible. Uh, what's a dad? <laughs> It is, of course, an older member of the plant's dominant species that shares genetic material with a younger member and assists in the rearing and education of that member. Oh, well, why didn't you say that? <laughs> oh, fix it. It's very cute. Mo- much of this is much of this episode is fix it is so alone. Aww. <laughs> I feel bad for him. He's a good kid. By kid, I mean Minicon. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, they're, they, they've got a chase after Underbite, but of course, Russell can't go because it's too dangerous. And then, Gr- and then they think they're also going to have to fight Grimlock, but then he just chases off after Underbite himself. 
So then Bumblebee is still very much into the lone hero thing. And so he insists that the others stay behind and, uh, and not follow him because this is, I am the hero of this show. This is the Bumblebee show, not the Bumblebee and his friends show. Stay behind. Yes. He's, he is the most accomplished warrior of all of them. And therefore he's got to deal with this by himself. Yes. But of course, Russell runs after him because it's his dad. And then Strongarm's all, well, I guess I gotta protect Russell. <laughs> I guess I gotta protect the human. And oh, then, and Sides- Sideswipe has been, she's at least like let him out of the handcuff at this point. Well, in fact, uh, Bumblebee well, shot the handcuffs. Yeah. Yes. In the last episode. He shot it off and told Sideswipe to go back to Cybertron. Go, go. And then he did. And he's like, nope, I'm just gonna drive off. He's like, eh, I'll stay here. This, this place seems fun. I'm not wanted here for any crime. And of course, he he decides that well, I'm not going to go fight, but uh, it's to, and fix. It's very excited because oh, we can hang out. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. Hey, did you do you have a nickname? Let me guess: Scooter, Rumblejack, Bill. <laughs> oh, Rumblejack! That was because my my nickname is MC. That's a long story. And then Sideswipe is left. Yes. Yeah. Because I would rather face a giant monster who may or may not eat me, uh, rather than spend five more seconds talking to this jabbering. Aww, he's such a good boy, though. And I, we never quite, I mean, this isn't the kind of show that would do that. I'm curious as to whether Underbite eats people. I, I, I mean, I suppose he could, but presume, I mean, it does seem to very strongly imply that the only thing that actually does him any good is metal. Well, I'm wondering if he'd be like Transformer people. Oh, hmm. I mean, they are made of metal. Yes. This is something that I feel never implied that- goes woefully unexplo- unexplored. Yeah, I think, and they never really even imply that he's going to eat them. Yeah. They just imply that he's going to eat inanimate metal and not living metal. I mean, they do, they did previously distinguish between Cybertronians and, like, normal metal, so. Yes. Maybe they're just continuing along those lines. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it does seem like it's like, why does he even have this ability to power up by eating metal? Is this... Like, did they evolve this on Cybertron? Like, there was a shortage of energon, so they had to find alternate sources, and somehow they learned to convert metal into energy? I mean, it does... I mean, that's the thing we see the Insecticons doing in Generation 1. It does seem um... to be a Chompazoid-specific thing in this in yes. this series. Oh, so we, we we didn't actually mention Grimlock's alt mode. Oh, it, it is a... It's glorious. It... My probably my favorite design in this entire show just is dinosaur mode, which is kind of um Mecha Godzilla version of Godzilla in name only from the Amer- first American movie. Yeah, I can see that. Kind of got that jaw. He's got that. Yeah, kind of like a, like a big Jay yeah. Leno lantern jaw. Yes, the jaw and he's his his arms are like bigger and more mechanical than like a like normal T Rex tiny arms. Yes, <laughs> the big grabby claws. Mm. Which is why it's more of a Mecha Godzilla design, which 
And of course, he's green, so there's a bit of like the um, the Dragon Zord from the original Might, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in there. Mm-hmm. And he's got a head crest that reminds me of Space Godzilla. Oh it's yeah, gold. It was like there's there's just a lot of design elements in there that I love. There's a lot going on with his design, and he spends as most Dinobots do. He spends a lot of time in beast mode. Yes, and he says scrud. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like an insult, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, he, uh, he underbite gets to the uh, gets to the scrapyard. Um, Denny notices none of this because he's wearing headphones that are apparently very very noise canceling. Mm. Yeah, that's a feature. Uh, as we find out later in the uh, series, he's probably listening to Rear Axle. <laughs> Is that a thing? It is a thing. There, yeah, there is a, a recurring like hair metal band known as Rear Axle. Ah, but it's not like a real thing. No, they're not an actual band. Okay, good. I don't know. Prog rock, man. Prog rock is weird. <laughs> it is a no, very th- garage band kind of band name. I think that it's implied that they're like a Guns N' Roses kind of like warrant Scorpions oh. kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Like the, like they would they would have toured with Stan Bush. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so eventually the whole team gets there. Underbite is all like, "Hey, Grimlock, you are also a prisoner. Why, you know, why, why, you know, I'm not going to eat the whole planet. So you, you can have parts of it that I don't eat. <laughs> Whatever, I don't uh, feel hey. like eating. Yeah, but also I'm Grimlock. I just like fighting, and you're. The, the same size as me, so, you know, dukes up. Yep, he likes to pick on people his own size. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the whole team fights. He ends up chowing down on the uh, the, the Billy the Breakfast Beaver statues. No! He probably paid so much for those. Probably did. Oh, And he finds them just delicious. Yeah. Maybe they're sweetened. Yeah. Maybe they've got sugar. Although the amount of the Billy the Breakfast Beaver thing seems to change. Like, he eats an entire pile of it, and then there's one left. And then there's an entire cart full. Like, there's more, they just keep multiplying. He must have just had a phenomenal amount of these. Yeah. Dozens. Yeah. So, eventually, Denny is introduced to the the Transformers. Because they almost crash into him when he's in the diner. When when he's in his diner. I like that diner. And I believe this is also the point where Underbite names his biceps. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thunder Cruncher and Bolt Smasher. Yes. And kisses them. Yes, he does. Oh, I love Underbite. <laughs> He's so ridiculous. Which, again, they should have brought him back later. Like, bigger toys. Like, have them separate and become mini-cons. Or just name give Thunder us, like, give us, like, a siege or Earthrise or whatever. Something? Uh, yeah. You know, in a modernish aesthetic, but I'd still take it. Ooh, um, redeco, uh, Skylinks. Oh yeah, yeah, it's like the worst like option, but short. You know, shorten his neck. I'll take it. Yeah, I make do him purple. think it it is really interesting and something that that we didn't get very much prior to the series is that he's like quadrupedal and then has a vehicle mode. He's yes. he is only bipedal when he's showing off when he when he's at the gun show. And that is a thing that happens a couple times on this show. Yeah, so that's... Yeah. And I like it. Definitely a, an interesting twist that they bring in in this show. Mm. So anyway, he's uh, 
Underbite is chomping on this uh, junk, and then he spots Crown City, and that's wh- that's fresh metal. It's a lot that's of the metal. good stuff. It's not just old rusty metal. Yeah, it's oh, got like oh, yeah. skyscrapers and yeah, it's not stories, how towns, how cities work. No. Yeah, not especially not in the middle. Well, what does Denver look like? Does Denver have tall buildings? Probably. Yeah. Oh, but th- there's there's a little detail that I really love. Mm. While Underbite is chowing down on stuff and saying it's delicious, he has a little tail that wags. Yes. Like, like it's a little tiny pug dog tail. Or no, well, do pugs have the curly ones? I'm not sure. At some point, yeah. I think some Denny stuff. refers to him as like a robotic schnauzer or something. Yes. Yeah, because he's very massive dog. He's vaguely dog-like. He is very stocky. Mm-hmm. So he takes off, and uh, so, you know, Bumblebee once more, he wants to be the only one to chase him down. But, of course, this time everybody is going, and they're not taking no for an answer. Nope. So he's all, all right. They are all right, a- fine, but scan Earth modes before you go. They are a team, whether Bumblebee likes it or not. Uh, so, so Sideswipe finds, like, a sweet sports car, and it's got a, uh, it's got some sort of, I don't know what the Japanese, or Japanese character on the hood says. Oh, the kanji. Presumably it's actual kanji. I, don't know. I would assume so. The wiki must be. Presumably somebody sorted that out. Yeah, I was gonna... Is it on the wiki? the wiki. It does not mention it on the wiki. What? It has to. <laughs> Let's see here. Hmm. It's not actually printed on his toy, so that's... No. Yeah, well, oh, one of yes, them. It is. It's on yes. the one I got, at least. Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Or, wait uh, there, there's just a lot of Sideswipe toys. Oh, the ones on the side. It doesn't have the one on the hood. It has the ones on the side. Wow. There are a lot of Sideswipe that's toys. That's a good question. I don't. I can't remember ever asking anybody oh, what it, on it his is. Chest. I wish I knew Kanji. Although it's kind of like stylized, so it's, it might be smudged. Yeah, no. it doesn't say on his wiki but, page. Yeah, that's the thing that should be. We should ask people. He's also got a. At least his toy has a samurai sword, so it's yeah. possible that Sideswipe, in addition to everything else, is also a weeb. Yeah. He's drift light. Uh oh! It does. Except mention of course we're in the notes that uh, his his working name early in development was Fast Lane, uh, as he is similar to that particular clone. Uh, in which case, I would want to know where where his brother is because his brother needs his emotional support. Clone <laughs> needs his emotional support brother. <laughs> but I think sideswipe. Uh, presumably, they pushed sideswipe because he's in the movies at that point. Uh, but I do kind of like that we get uh... that sideswipe is occasionally in a more like. I guess, aggressive version of the hot rod roll. Yes. Like a, a more like chaotic rules pushing version of, of the hot rod roll. So. And also considerably dumb. If he had shown up yeah. in Cyberverse, he could join the himbo squad. <laughs> join the Autobot himbo squad. He does squad. have strong himbo energy. He's very himbo here. He is. Mm. Especially with that helmet shape. Yes. So, yeah, he picks that, and then uh, Strongarm picks, like, a a truck that she says has law enforcement written all over it. It does. It's a big square SUV. 
And that is, like, what a lot of law enforcement agencies are into these days. Yes. Well, it also fits with her beefier yes, build. It's it's very square. Mm-hmm. Speed! It means speed! Oh. oh! I had to rely on Google and finding forums that listed the kanji so I could copy it into Google Translate. Sue, speed! That's the one that's on his hook. Finally, now everyone will oh. know what my favorite Sandra Bullock movie is. <laughs> Or velocity or something. Which, yeah, yeah that sounds about right. Um, <laughs> it just means like Meanwhile, toilet. Strong Arms has uh, the, whatever the kanji are for miscongeniality. <laughs> Actually, that one does fit because that is also about a female, a tough female law enforcement. Yeah. Agent. Oh, and uh, I guess the other kanji that's like on his side, plus that one means instantaneous? Ah. Thing. Mm-hmm. Which it, it does like it's just adding on to the speed. It's like beyond speed. It's instantaneous. Okay, fine. Mm. That that that's fitting with it, his personality. It just, why is that not on the wiki? That's, that's a, a good well, it's a wiki. Add it. Yeah, I guess we yes, listeners, oh. add it. We command this. No, I, Maybe I'll anyway, do it later. Anyway, so so fix it rolls up now, and he has both. Uh, one stasis cell, it's back online, so they can put uh, Underbite in it when they catch him. And he's also got some capture devices. So hey, you guys, you guys want some weapons? <sighs> weapons are helpful. I guess he needs to have those as a, you know, prison guard. Yes. And it's also here that uh, Bumblebee drops that, you know, we need to be robots in disguise. Yes, we get a title drop. <laughs> so, hey, title drop. And they sort of explain Grimlock, like he obviously was one of the criminals on it, but he he doesn't, he's not a criminal, but at least he doesn't think he is. He's, do we, I guess this is a a question, a big question. Do we find out what he did that got him in prison? Are they just unreasonably racist towards Decepticons? We do find out he was arrested for causing severe property damage. Ah, okay. So, basically just like fighting. He probably got in a fight with a guy and, like, destroyed a couple city blocks. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. But he he is notably a Decepticon here, so you do wonder what he was doing with the Decepticons. I mean... And I don't think we ever find that out. It seems... It seems to be implied that just all of the monster animal ones are Decepticons. Although we... Later in the well, not too far in the series, we'd see some normal Decepticons, mm-hmm. like that are just guys. Yeah, yeah like not the one guys. who looks like Knockout and Breakdown's kid. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But are there any other Autobots who are animals? Or well, Grimlock isn't an Autobot yet, but he does become one. I don't believe so. It really so. does add an element to that whole question we've been asking since Beast Wars of whether there is some inherent mecha biological difference between the factions or if it's just a matter of political affiliation well at least for this uh, like continuity it sort of makes more sense because there was diaspora to different planets all across the universe because cybertron was junked so maybe they were on a different planet long enough Mm -hmm. they got beastie this is possible 
Because yeah, as opposed um, to everybody living on Cybertron, and suddenly, oh, this one's a dinosaur. Why? I think there are a couple beast-based minicons that are Autobots, but apart from that, no. Oh yes, yeah, there, there's like a Triceratops or yes. Something. Anyway, uh, where were we? So yeah, so we are setting out to get uh, to get Underbite, and they they corner him or they they confront him on this bridge or just as he's about to go over this bridge and he he's starting to crash cuz he hasn't eaten anything which is lately. definitely like the bridge going into the city except like there's no traffic yes thankfully uh there's a recurring thing that does not happen here but is going to happen eventually that uh explains away why humans never see any of this ah uh, i i i know that there is and I mostly, I didn't really watch much past the first season originally, but I do know that Denny and Russell would often get into creating distractions to keep people from seeing yes. what was... Disguises. Yes. Yeah, Denny is fantastic. Really into disguises. It's pretty adorable. Oh, he's very into disguises. He's been waiting his entire life for a situation <laughs> that required him to wear disguises. Yes. Oh. Because honestly, you know, the cartoons of my youth did not prepare my prepare, prepare me for an adult life where you never need to be in yeah, disguise. Yeah, that's true. I thought disguises were going to be an important part of adult life. No, as it turns also out. Also quicksand. Also having a van. But yes, also quicksand. <laughs> oh, never... quicksand, yes. That was such a thing from my childhood. Like, And it doesn't exist. And it doesn't exist in the way it exists in all media. <sighs> Been let down. Because, yeah, uh, Underbite can't eat, like, rocks or trees or anything. It's just metal. Which is why we see that adorable, adorable bird that's lovingly mm. hand-animated yeah, out of nowhere. It's like, I think it's a pigeon, even? Like yes. It, but it's, like, so well animated for, like, the five, ten seconds it's on the screen. Mm. And he doesn't understand that it's not a person? <laughs> yes. He basically just assumes that all organic life is people. Well, the last thing he saw on this planet talked to him, so... Yeah. So that's just mm -hmm. what these things do. These things being and, organics. Uh, and, and we also get another thing to tally up. Uh, Bumblebee, uh, Bumblebee's attempted catchphrase. Yes. It's because oh, yes. he wants the Autobots to roll up and roll out. And yes, this is the first one. It's just an awkward I'm silence on after that. We have a new counter. Because yep. I'm not counting uh, fix-its all little word perversions because there would be too many. <laughs> this is, I, I like Bumblebee's attempt at a, at a catchphrase that just never works. He's trying yes. so, so hard. Just... So Sideswipe, he eventually does, he was, initially it looks like he's not going to go along, but he does eventually, and he goes with Russell, and they're taking along more Billy the Breakfast Beaver statues as bait. Yes. Yeah. Because they were delicious. So they, uh, so they, they get to the bridge, they're fighting him with these capture tools, they immediately break. <laughs> yeah, I do like, like, uh, Bumblebees has these little prongs that open, and you can see they're animated so that they're, like, not all opening at the same time, and they do just seem really off, so that was a nice little touch. Hmm. Yeah, like they weren't fully charged or something. Yes. Badly repaired. You know, po possibly much like Fix-It himself, they were damaged in the crash. Aww, hmm. poor Fix-It. 
So everybody, including uh, Denny in a pickup truck, start ramming Underbite, and they're about to knock him into this canyon where he will starve. And this and they can... pickup truck is like the same vintage as the rest of his stuff. This is like an yes. antique pickup truck, so it kind of hurts mm-hmm. what's going to happen to it. Yeah. So they're all doing it. Unfortunately, as they're doing so, uh, Sideswipe joins in, and that lets Underbite... Uh, grab some of the beavers and start chowing down on them. Yeah, it doesn't really count as bait if you just give him some. If you don't. No, unless you've poisoned it or something. Yes, and they did not, as it turns out, poison it. No. Also, I don't know what you'd actually poison him with that you would have on hand. No, just wood. I mean, maybe you can't consume organic substances. Maybe you could just put, like, fill it full of, I don't know, expired tuna or something. Just put some wood in there. Yeah, some sticks, grass clippings, bugs. Yeah. You feed him some old cars that are actually made of metal, and then you feed him a new, newer car that's made of plastic. <gasps> oh no, bait and switch. And he chokes on that. Oh. Yeah. So he he grabs Denny's truck, and he's just going to crush it like a beer can. Yes. Sadly, not against his own forehead, though, because that would be even better. No. Yeah. <laughs> And then who is there to save the day but Optimus Prime? <gasps> what? Uh, Deus Ex Optimus yes. comes out of nowhere. Ghost Optimus. Ooh. I mean, he's solid, so he's not like... He's solid, but he's also a yes. ghost. Because he... Yeah. He, to- he tosses Underbite into this canyon, and then he's all... Yes, I'm... I'm not actually sure what my deal is, Autobots. Which is kind of nice that even he is a little bit confused about what's actually going on with him. You don't often get Optimus confused about himself. No. I I saw that. I saw the end of Prime 2. I'm pretty sure I died at the end of that, so I'm not sure what's going on <laughs> it's here. It's kind of how it goes, yeah. But we do get a we do get a bit of a prime speech there, so you can continue your tally for oh, robots and no. from uh, prime. Yes, that, that was a season ago. I don't have the tally. He absolutely. <laughs> I might have to dig it up again. He absolutely. We we get a prime monologue. He is Peter Cullen. Oh, yes. They they haven't replaced him with a scab yet. Nope. Speaking of siege. <laughs> well, we can't have Peter yeah. Cullen forever. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's Peter Cullen, and he when he gets excited, he doesn't sound like he is badly constipated. I mean, when he's, I mean, we had Gary Chalk, and that was fine because he was yeah. doing something different. Yeah, that's it's a, a. I think we should bring back Gary Chalk instead of like try don't try to replace Peter Cullen. Just bring back Gary Chalk. There's a difference, or or David Kay. There's a difference mm, yes. between doing something different and. Getting a cheap knockoff. Yeah. Yes. Just hiring someone cheaper to do a Peter Cullen impression. There's a big difference between what Gary Chalk was doing and what... Anyway, okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. Siege. Siege diversion. <laughs> yep. So yeah, he's all, you we know, may to have get... to do Siege for Patreon. Uh, yeah, that means I have to watch it. Maybe not the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely not the whole thing. I, I had a lot that of far in the future if it still exists on Netflix when we get to that chronological. Oh, yeah. I had a I had a lot of fun drunkenly live tweeting the first three episodes <laughs> though. <It> was... <laughs> how does Cog's pa- how does Cog pass a weapon scan? Listen, he it's like people who have uh, you know like uh, like metal hips. Uh, he's got a little card. 
<laughs> yeah, no, sorry, I can't. I can't disarm myself. Made of guns. Can't let me through. Sorry. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Anyway, back to listen, a better show. Listen, what can I do? I'm, I'm, I didn't ask. We made of guns. I'm just a guy who's made of guns. Look, it's just you gonna discriminate me because I made of guns. <laughs> you racist. We we do still have the genuine Peter Cullen at this point, and yes. I do like Optimus Prime isn't even like really in this series, but we still have to get his ghost here so we can get an Optimus monologue. Yes. So yeah, I'm not sure what I'm doing, but I'll be popping in from ne- from time to time to sell my toy and see what's going on with everybody. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, like. Bits of his dialogue are almost zen. Like I do not know why I'm here. Yes, but I. I mean, it, it it's kind of an Optimus Primal and Beast Machines thing. It is a little yeah, bit because he's dead. Like I am ready to join the Allspark, but uh, not today. <laughs> so I'm just gonna be hanging around for a while, but not. But now I gotta go back to the ghost dimension. <laughs> See ya. To go back to the spirit realm. Gotta go back to the home for infinite winners. <laughs> I was almost going to go there, but then I was like, I can't call Prime a loser, but you fixed it. Yeah, it's got different Beast Wars actors there. Yeah. It's got, uh, like, I don't know, Pauline Newstone and uh, Richard Newman. It's cool. Definitely has some Doug Parker in in the home for Infinite Losers, though. It's it's specifically Doug Parker and the guy who played Scorponok, I think. Ah, so yeah. Don Brown. Oh, Don, yeah. Don Brown. So yeah, the home. Yeah, surprisingly, for, none of the Dobsons were actually in Beast Wars. The home for infinite winners would have Pauline Newstone and like Blue Mankuma. Yes, the it's it's extremely chill. The home <laughs> for infinite winners. <laughs> yes. Hifu. Anyways, Hifu. and Gary Chalk. So yeah, we've uh, we've put uh, we've we've put Underbite back in his cell. Uh, you know, we're now a team, and that means even you, Grimlock, you're on probation. Yay! He's so happy to be on probation. probation. What's probation? He's very excited. He does a little dance with uh, Strongarm, who is not into it. Nope. <laughs> He's so excited. He's a good boy. He is. I mean, he. Yeah. everybody here is very likable, even though they're often bad at what they do and to- some, at times totally incompetent. Yeah. Yes. They don't always get along with each other, but they're always charming. Yes. Yeah. It's a good cast. I like yeah. this cast. Yes. Yeah, and since uh, realizing that, that it's basically Bumblebee as a guidance counselor for some horrible, misguided teenagers trying to straighten them out, it's like, yeah, that that works better as a dynamic. It's, it, they're like the breakfast club. The villains have fun, catchphrasy things. <laughs> so, wait... So I ate it. Which one's the jock and the? Oh, what is the? I don't. I don't remember what they were called. I haven't well, seen the well, Breakfast I mean, Club I, in like twenty years. There's like I guess the prince I and mean, somebody's I and mean, some dude is gonna have to be Ali Sheedy, possibly fix it. No, I don't think we yeah. have a princess unless unless fix it's a princess. Because clearly Strongarm is clearly Strongarm is the Molly Ringwald. Yes. Yeah. And I think. Um, Maybe Grimlock is the Judd Nelson. He's like the brooding bad boy. Yeah, but that's also kind of sideswipe. Yeah. Wait, I haven't seen The Breakfast Club 
Actually, possibly ever. I think I've only <laughs> absorbed it through via cultural osmosis. I know I've seen parts of it. But it's not like me and St. Elmo's fire and me thinking it was about something completely different. No. <laughs> you didn't think it was literally about breakfast. <laughs> Wait, breakfast isn't involved at all? Well, they're in like detention, but it's I in the morning, I yeah. think. So I assume they have breakfast at some point. It's it's like a weekend detention, but yeah. it starts in the morning because yeah. it's like the entire day. Saturday. Yeah. Anyway, the important thing is that you don't forget about me. (laughs) That started playing on the radio when I was looking for parking at TFCon last October, and that was a lot of feelings, man. That was a lot of feelings. A lot of Judd Nelson feelings. (laughs) Oh yeah, Judd Nelson. A lot of hot rod feelings. Uh, So, yeah, that is the episode. I think it's a pretty successful pilot in... Telling us about everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In two episodes. It, it does yeah. work out. And, and like they come together as a dysfunctional little family at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was... It's got a bit of a, what, what I love most, like the Guardians of Galaxy feel of a bunch of fuck ups who managed to find each other and be, well, they're not friends yet. Yeah. But I, and, and like I, like I was saying last episode, I think it, the, the plotting and pacing is is helped a lot by just saying, okay, this is Transformers. You know what Transformers is. Here you go. Yeah. So they're not, like, messing around a lot with introducing the the concepts. So you get to go straight to introducing the characters. Yes. Uh, I, I think the humans are going to get even more fun because, like I said, they, they really get into, like, especially Denny really gets into, like causing big distractions and, and disguises <laughs> and everything. He needs an adult. Uh, but uh, Unfortunately, yeah. he is the adult. Yes, sadly. He is, like, for the whole group, he is the adult. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, like I said, coming off of Siege, like I said last episode, coming off of Siege, I, I think I appreciate this a lot more than I did coming off of Prime, which I really liked. Uh, but yeah, this is, it's fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to getting through this series and not just so we can get to the Corvicon. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Cause I ate it! <laughs> Alright, so I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusetsu Corner. Yay, this week on Kyuken Sentai! Go, go, fight! The Kidnapped Boy! It begins with a fight against the giant monster in Medius Res. Uh, Liner Boy, the, the giant robot boy, who has a bit of a face and is wearing a mask, and it feels like he's an escapee from Gal Gygar or um, that baseball anime with the little robot boys, which I can never remember the name. Iron Leaguer. Mm. Only he's, he's a giant robot train space shuttle thing. He's overconfident, so he fucks up and the monster defeats him, and oh no, surprise, it's actually they were in an AI, or a simulation of a fight. Ooh. And he wasn't following orders, which is why he failed. They were in the danger room. Yeah, well, basically, but since their robot computer plugged in, whatever. Testing thing, so the Green Ranger, which was running through the test, was angry at him. It's a Green Ranger episode. Not the Green Ranger for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, just yet another, uh... Go go fight! Wait, what are they called? 
go, go, whatever. A ranger. <laughs> Brain digression there. Ranger. Yeah, uh, so it's focused on him, and he, he's taking Liner Boy to his AI designer creator, who's effectively Liner Boy's dad. And, and the plot of the episode is, is, is he a real boy? Kind of. Like, <laughs> oh, is no. he an AI, or is he just more than, than a is bunch of numbers people? on a circuit board? Yes, it, it, that's kind of the focus of the episode, but it's not... Like, push to the point of Transformers? Like, are they sentient or whatever? Mm-hmm. He's just a good little robot boy who's a little bit of a jerk. Mm-hmm. Transformers are clearly people. They're just people yes. who happen to be robots. But surprise! Like, they get double-crossed in the title of the episode. The kidnapped boy kicks in, in that some... What looked like scientists were actually the mook imps impersonating scientists. <laughs> And then they kidnap the Green Ranger, and oh no, he's trying to get the scientist to help him. Who Kagami or some? I forget his name. But it turns out he's being blackmailed into helping the bad guys because they kidnap his actual son, who's a little baby. Oh no, the title has a double meaning. No, not kidnapping babies. There's a. There seems to be like. Does Tokusatsu normally have this much child endangerment? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. It's a lot of, like, well, because small children in danger. Their show's aimed at little children, so a lot of the episodes try to get little children involved in the plot. Right. And when you have world-conquering aliens and monsters and giant things attacking cities, that immediately puts the small children in danger. Because <laughs> it's the only way to get them involved in the plot, most of the time. <laughs> I suppose. Occasionally you have goofy stuff. I'm so, yeah, going so the- to compare this factor to the uh, the orphanage that Jem and the holograms ran. <laughs> yeah, like if if you involve children in the story, children have to be in danger because danger is the part of the story. Yes. Yeah, anyway, also occasionally be in very special episodes about drugs. Yes, uh, the monster of the week is soft body beast death mine. Soft body beast, huh? Well, oh. in in the the DVD, it, it translates that as a mollusk. Okay, but he's actually more of a like an octopus cephalopod thing. Okay, well, actually, it, aren't octop? Isn't an octopus technically a mollusk? I think, but soft no, body they're... just sounds funnier, which is why I went with that one. It's uh, cephalopod. Or, well, cephalopods are a kind of mollusks, I believe. Hmm. They're, they're related somehow, kind of. I am it's not just, a zoologist. Calling him a mollusk feels wrong, since he doesn't look like a clam, which is what you usually think of as mollusks. He's more yeah. octopoid. So mm-hmm. soft body. It's funnier. <laughs> and, and like, yeah. he's an octopus, like, the head of the octopus is sort of like a hood he's wearing with tentacles hanging down. It's a really neat design. Anyway, so he's the bad guy of the week. They're trying to do a thing. Oh, Dinas is the family member that's running the plan this week. And she wants the scientist who created Liner Boy to stick an evil circuit <laughs> that's labeled with their family name. Saima, well, it's spelled S-A-I-M-A, as opposed to the subtitles call it P-S-Y-M-A. I don't mm. know why they went with that, because the name appears in the... Whatever. Ligma? It's it's an actual evil circuit they're putting in the robot to make evil it evil. Evil circuit in the robot. Yeah. 
evil does it does it give it evil brain impulses <laughs> effective well not they're not like little bugs that float around in it but it's so that Dennis can control liner boy to have him attack the megazord at the very end and of course they they save the baby in the meantime although oh there there is a moment where like Dennis is like hand over the circuit or i'm going to blow up your baby so the scientist is like uh uh well like the green ranger is like no don't do that because Lightner Boy is also your baby. You made him, but it's like, but actual baby, dude. My baby. Here's the circuit. Save my baby. She gets the circuit, pushes the button anyway. Evil circuit. Fuck you, I'm gonna blow up the baby. Oh. But they had just saved the baby in like the nick of time from the explosion. Although it does not look that like oh, that on babies. screen. It looks like something jumping for the baby and it cut to explosion. Like, this is Bob, that baby's roasted. You're killing more children. But they don't. <laughs> anyway, so you have the big fight, and, and it's the Rangers versus the giant octopus monster in their Megazord. And then Liner Boy comes out holding Dennis in her, his hand, which is a really cool shot with the... It's early digital compositing, so it's a little rough, but it, considering it was 1999, it looks pretty good for then. So Liner Boy is attacking, but then his scientist AI designing father goes, Liner Boy, stop! I believe you are a real boy, as Liner Boy is about to step on him. And then, through the power of his heart, he destroys the evil circuit that's inside him to help the Rangers. It's like, okay, they've gone full magical realism, but, well, that's what giant robot fights are anyway. That's that's kind of what evil circuits already are. Yes. I mean, I work with computers, and, and I don't think Micro Center has a listing anywhere for evil, evil circuits. Yeah. So anyway, they, they save the day. Liner Boy's good again. But then when they're talking to their, their jerk dad, the Rangers are, at the end of the episode, he, he says, uh, oh no, I put a program in the robot that like if anybody tries to stick any ro- bad software in them, it, it'll just destroy it. So it undercuts, oh, the little mechanical boy is real and has a heart and can overcome that because he's a hero by, like, dad saying, nah, that's my fault. He's not real. I I did it. Total asshole move. Just a little. It's weird. Yeah, like, it it undercuts, like, the simple stupid message of the episode. It's like, if you try hard enough, you're not evil. (laughs) But it's like, nope, my fault. It, uh, Mondo is like a horrible dad. <laughs> is he better or worse than Denny? Mm. Worse than Denny? Denny? Denny's an awkward dad who's not good at being a dad, but he's trying to be a dad. Whereas Mondo's like, he left his family for 10 years to build giant robots without telling them. He <laughs> takes credit for a gun his son designed that he just stuck a sticker on. Oh, that's not cool. And, and now he's taking credit for, oh yeah, the, the reason the, the, the helper robot, like, is good again, it, that's me. That's me. I, I, I didn't design its AI, but yeah, that's, that's, that's mine. God damn it. <laughs> ah. Alright. Anyway. So, we'll be back next week with more robots in disguise. Uh, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is at iacon, I'm sorry, that's at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. 
Uh, and every month, uh, for as little as a dollar a month, we have a special episode we do, uh, where we talk about random stuff. We talk about movies. Uh, we talk about old cartoons. I'm, I'm kind of feeling like I could use an excuse to watch Inhumanoids, actually. Oh, so, well, maybe we could save that for Halloween, unless we have a better idea. Oh, that would be a good Halloween one. So, you know, yeah. fun yeah. stuff like that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, help help support us, help cover our hosting costs, and buy us a lunch. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So, uh, so join us next time when we conduct some trust exercises. But until then, I'm Rob. I'm Chen. And I've been watching a lot of VTubers recently. I'm David. Oh no, not that. They're, they're adorable and they're cute. The sheep is very nice. <laughs>